Jenny was fixing her kids' dinner after a long day on Zoom meetings. She was a bit stressed, and she had a knot in her neck from hunching over the computer all day. She could feel tendrils of pain shooting up to the top of her head. Her sons were getting into a fight about who was better at Fortnite. Yeesh! Why can't these kids just get along? Then they started complaining about the broccoli that Jenny was steaming. One did not like broccoli, but preferred string beans. The other didn't like any vegetables and started to whine. As she was pulling out the olive oil, she noticed a sleeve of crackers. She unfolded the wrapping and popped some into her mouth. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Now she was checking the pantry for the ingredients to make a second dinner for her and her husband. She felt like a short order cook. Making two dinners each night was exhausting. She grabbed a handful of nuts. When it was finally time to eat, Jenny was already full from the crackers and nuts. She distractedly ate her dinner, getting up multiple times to fetch this and that. Then, as she was cleaning up the kitchen, she felt like she had blown it. Why can't I control these kids? Why did I eat all that crap? A part of her was too tired to care. She went to the pantry and grabbed one of those cookie bags that she bought for the kids. She tucked the bag behind the plant on the windowsill by the sink so no one would see it. As she loaded the dishwasher, she snacked on the cookies. Jenny was a bit frustrated. It seemed she was making the same mistakes over and over. I'm weak, she told herself. I should have this figured out by now. What is wrong with me? Perhaps part of the story rings true for you. Do you find yourself making the same mistakes over and over? Maybe you are doubtful that you will ever be able to change. On today's episode, we will share one of our most potent tools to cut through the confusion and take consistent, positive steps. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating Podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Jenny's story, or some version of it, is quite common. Maybe there are kids involved. Maybe not. Maybe there are a few glasses of wine thrown into the mix. Or not. Maybe the details are different, but what is common is a repetitive pattern that takes you away from your values. As Georgie and I had the privilege of working alongside our clients as they make transformative life changes, there is nothing more thrilling to us than to hear, I don't remember the last time I binged. Or, I tried that technique you mentioned and it worked. We also noticed some commonalities among our most successful clients, and I would like to share one of them with you today. A key success tip that is frequently undervalued is to incorporate some form of written daily reflection or tracking of your skills practice. Now, I'm not talking about tracking your food or using my fitness pal. I'm talking about tracking skills or new behaviors. Let's go back to our example. When you think of Jenny's story, or perhaps your own, you might think the answer is to work on not snacking while preparing dinner or cleaning up. Seems simple enough, right? Just stop doing the things you know you shouldn't do. But if it were that simple, everyone would be smashing their goals. Trying harder is almost never the answer. But there are ways to do the work that are helpful. 
In Jenny's example, as coaches, we see a number of aspects of her situation that might affect her ability to make a change. Transitioning from work stress to home life. What happens when you carry stress from one activity to another? Meal planning and prep. Sabotaging thoughts like, I just don't care, or I already blew it, may as well. Setting up her kitchen so that crackers and nuts are less accessible. Perhaps asking her husband to help with the kids. Maybe making only one dinner. Using emotional tools like diffusion or setting her intention for how she wants to feel. Perhaps trying to delay snacking for 20 minutes. Even being sure she gets enough sleep. Having some fun during the day. Or getting exercise or even just getting outside. Did you notice? Trying harder isn't on the list. But now what? Do we just try to execute all of these ideas? There are 11 on this list alone, and I could have identified a few more. Do we read about mindful eating or listen to a podcast and hope for the best? Do we try one or two of these ideas, and if they don't work, admit defeat? So let's get back to our secret to success. Well, it's not really a secret. It's more like an underutilized tool, and that is to incorporate some sort of structure to your practice. At the beginning of the week, set an intention to focus on one or two new practices or skills to make success more likely. The skills should be an observable behavior that you think would be helpful. It should be a change, but not something overly challenging. In fact, it should feel really doable like a 90% or higher chance of success. Do not pick too many things, as you will be overwhelmed and unfocused. Now, when you have chosen your set of skills, write it down. Track how you do each day in the coming week. Did you do what you planned to do? This is not a report card or a measure of your self-worth. Rather, this is a way to learn what works and what doesn't, and what obstacles get in your way. At the end of the week, set aside some time to reflect on what you learned and adjust your practice for the coming week. You may choose to focus on the same skills, or you may make a tweak or two. Let's give some examples. In Jenny's case, she may decide to focus on the unwanted snacking as she prepares for dinner. She might ask herself, how can I make it easier to resist snacking? What would it take? Let's say she comes up with a two-part plan. Number one. Make herself a glass of iced tea as she prepares dinner. It will be refreshing and rehydrate her and offer an alternative to snacking. Two, she may ask her husband to watch the kids while she cooks so that it is more peaceful. She writes these plans down in a journal, and then each day she reflects on how it went. Maybe it turns out her husband was also busy 50% of the time and was not able to help. Maybe the snacks were still troubling her as they were too easily accessible. These outcomes would help her to adjust her plan. So for the following week, she decides that she will, one, remove the snack foods from the kitchen. She'll keep them in a bin in a downstairs closet. Two, she will save a special TV show for the boys to watch while she prepares dinner. Three, she's going to keep the iced tea idea as it was helpful. She tracks these skills for the week. Rinse, repeat. As you can see, this is a sort of troubleshooting, 
and there are potentially multiple steps until you reach success. It may take a few weeks of adjustment to learn what works. That is why writing it down is so helpful. If you didn't have a plan with a method of tracking, you might just throw up your hands in frustration. So, what would this journal or tracker look like? There are several options, and you may need to change it up from time to time. Some clients use a simple spreadsheet or written chart. They write down the skills they are practicing and the days of the week. They check off each item each day to indicate whether they were successful or not. It is helpful for those cases when things did not go according to plan to make a note or two about what happened. Another alternative is to use a more free-form writing journal, where you still write down the skills you are focused on, and each day you write a few lines about how it went. You could ask yourself, what went well? What did I learn? Did I do what I set out to do? You see, the idea here is not just to focus on whether or not we are overeating. It is not just about whether we had a binge or whether we ate too many crackers. What we want to do is to pay attention to the steps we have put in place that support our goals. That is the work. Some more examples of actions you may want to track. Eating a regular meal pattern. Practicing a 20-minute distraction when you have an urge to eat outside of meals. Reviewing what you will eat and when each morning. Tracking a meditation practice or even exercise. So, I encourage you, take out a piece of paper or dig out an unused notebook. Start a new spreadsheet on your computer. Identify one or two skills to practice this week. Once again, the key points to remember are resist the urge to track too many things. Keep a doable focus. Stay consistent even when you're writing down slip-ups or mistakes. In fact, these slip-ups are like gold. They give us information about what gets in our way and how we might take that info into consideration for the next week. Set up a daily time to track. Many people do it after dinner or with their first cup of coffee in the morning. Also, schedule a time for a weekly review, perhaps Sunday evening. Take advantage of this success secret. You can do this step by step. I am Mary Claire Brescia. Thanks for joining me today.